0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. Well, guys, it's sad to say week 18 means the end of regular season action in the NFL as we know it. Every year, every single year, we get so hyped up. We sit around and talk about the draft for weeks. Josh, you end up showing me a thousand videos. Caleb, you end up agreeing with most of his content. (laughs) We talk to our friends. We have a party on draft day. Like, it never stops. Like, we're going to get a, what, a couple weeks where it kind of slows down for us in this crazy household. But, and here we are. It seemed like it was just a, a dream. It's over already. Week 18 in the books. This was a crazy one. Lots and lots and lots to talk about. We're going to try to get through it quickly. There were some games that were irrelevant. We mentioned it. Let's jump right in. Cardinals, San Francisco. No surprise. 38 13 there. This one's important, Josh. Pittsburgh Steelers win 28-14 over the Cleveland Browns. Why is it important? Mike Tomlin has
1: not had a negative record thus far in his career. I think it's 16 seasons now. We had a buy or sell like week two or three or maybe like week six or something like that, something early in the season. Essentially, I think you were the only one that said he was going to do it just because <laughs> it's inevitable, but uh, it did not look good early in the season. No. But once again, Mike Tomlin delivers. I think they were, what, two, three, and six, Trash. or whatever the record was. Yeah, it, it was not looking good at all, and... Um, obviously ending up on top
0: once again but not in the playoffs so kale i want to call you out on something that you almost did uh the lions go into green bay green freaking bay if you're in the nfc north 2016 pull off the upset knocking aaron rodgers out you said in the beginning of the season that they would be what 10 and 7 and they were 9 and 8 we're talking about the detroit lions yeah the detroit lions that was what? close are they getting better because yeah, we said when we first started this podcast two years ago, we said they're getting out of the dumpster. They're out of the dumpster. I think so. Yes, they might have some burns still. Hit the dumpster. <laughs> they're out of the dumpster for sure. You Got some marks on them from climbing out. They need to learn how to win. Is that where we are? I think they know how to win now. <laughs> well, they they figured out how to win with Aaron Rodgers, which is a miracle. Or maybe you know who knows? Who yeah, knows? I mean, are. it was.
1: I think there's a lot of help coming from the quarterback position. I mean. They have a quarterback once again in Jared Goff. He didn't yeah. play fantastic last year, but he didn't play entirely bad. This year he could say he played relatively good. Very good. Even you could say great. I mean, he, he, I think he had seven turnovers this year. Um, that's pretty good, obviously, for an entire season. Yeah. And yeah, he, uh, he That's has, like a I think quarter for Dak he Prescott. Had, he was uh, <laughs> like mid 4,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns. Yeah. It was a really good season for him. So Top, top 12, top
0: 15? Yeah. We were critical. Like we were and critical of him.
1: If he plays like that down the line, obviously, they won't be replacing him. Uh, basically, they already came out and said that they won't be replacing him this offseason, especially. But if you get that production from him going forward, kind of like what we saw with the Rams, maybe not that one year where they were as putting up 50 points against the Chiefs that one game, that one season. But if you get production like last year, th- th- there's no reason to move yeah. on from him, and this team could play at this caliber with him if they really do improve
0: that defense. A game that, that kind of mattered, but it worked out for the Bengals, 27-16, they beat the Ravens. I guess the story here is the Ravens are not full strength. They're bouncing in the playoffs without Lamar. They're not going to be full strength. Yeah, that's so. clear.
1: I mean, their, their best three passing options are Mark Andrews, who so didn't play in this game because they benched. They benched Dobbins, they benched Andrews, Mm -hmm. benched Andrews, and obviously Lamar Jackson was not playing, but their best passing options, aside from Mark Andrews, are two other tight ends, Um, Isaiah Likely, the rookie, and Charlie Kohler, who came back this game, uh, he had 50-some yards in his debut, so their best passing options are all tight ends, and that's obviously a problem looking forward, and uh, maybe not in this game as well without Lamar Jackson, presumably
0: in the playoff matchup. A couple games that there was no problem winning, the Vikings 29-13 in Chicago, easy peasy, Washington football team, now the Commanders, took care of the Dallas Cowboys. Surprisingly, 26-6. Is this a catastrophe, or is this an eh for the Dallas
2: Cowboys?
0: (sighs) I think it's red flags. I mean, Dak's been
2: playing pretty poor the past month or so. He's been having a lot of turnovers. I believe he's averaging two point-something picks a game right now the last month. Not good at all. He'll throw it at you. Um, It was a wet game in Washington, so it's home-field advantage for the Commanders. They had a rookie quarterback. Who is playing very well? Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Playing very well. Our defense. Mike Parsons banged up. It's Dallas not look good in this game. Yeah. Dak Prescott threw it away three times. Three turnovers. Not good at all. It's just it's red flags. Especially if you have a, you're in a slump going into the playoffs. We're playing Dallas playing the Bucks week one. Mm. So not good in. the the Buccaneers' house, so it's not going to be good. I don't think. I think Dallas will lose that game. Yeah, I think
1: as you're saying about Dak's turnovers, I think he leads the league in interceptions. Maybe he's only played what twelve games this year. Right. You know, he missed, he missed basically after the first week, and even in that first game against Tampa Bay. They played against Tampa Bay last year in the first game as well, both in favor Close of the games. Buccaneers yeah. uh, both of those years. They won both of those. And once again, as you said, home field advantage again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this matchup. But for this game, the Commanders and Cowboys, it would hurt a lot more if the Eagles did actually lose to the Giants because right. the grasp of having the division will be right there. So it's not as bad with how the Eagles won, but uh, obviously this is terrible if... They're right there, just have to beat the Commanders to take over the division, and they can't, only putting up six points.
0: Yeah, I think the only saving grace is Dallas is with their record this year. Anytime they've lost a game, they've gone on a two- or four-game winning streak. So if that's true and that follows suit. And they have, you know, the other side of playing the Bucks two times in a row as openers, they're both close games. If Dallas is a much-improved football team, we think they are. And if the Bucks are a little banged up and a little worse than the Super Bowl champs they were a couple years ago, there's hope. Dallas comes at a two-and-a-half favorite, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Buffalo Bills, no surprise. On an emotional game, they took care of the Patriots, 35-23. I think the only real story here is that there's a rumor that your boy, Mac Jones, is requesting a trade out of his current contract. Is that true? Uh, I mean, there's nothing
1: factual to that at this current right, right. moment. Obviously, it's a rumor. But uh, we'll see going forward. He's obviously not happy with the offensive coordinator situation with Matt Patricia, former D.C., right. Joe Judge, who was a former special team slash wide receiver guy. Both have never run an offense, and I don't know why Bill didn't really go after a guy to put in that position this year. It looked like kind of a filler year with those two guys who were just assistants from being fired from their head coaching jobs, obviously.
2: I love rumors. I think it makes sense for <laughs> Mac Jones to go to the Raiders, somewhere uh-huh. that they, they're they obviously moving Derek Carr. He said his goodbyes to the team. Yesterday and they have Josh McDaniels there, so there's a tie there with Mac Jones. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool to see, but that is a rumor still. Yeah, and right. it's
1: obviously feeling out the situation with the Bailey Zappi and all that because we knew know that Bears game earlier in the year where they basically both played that game. I know he's coming off of injury, Mac Jones that is, but uh Bailey Zappi in that situation that could be another thing to to fuel this rumor per se.
0: Yeah, I'm indifferent as far as what he wants to do. You know, I think it's great that he's staying up for himself and potentially he gets that it. it's a joke. He's a good offense. quarterback. He's a he's solid. He's not great, kid. but he's good. Which Tom Brady was most of his career. He was always solid, like Mr. Predictable. And then all of a sudden he'd put it in overdrive and he'd go into GOAT mode occasionally. But most of Tom's career was very, not average, average games, big numbers. Would you agree? Like a total numbers, but average games. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, statistically, <laughs> he averages like four thousand
2: yards a year. So,
0: but not always. And that's my point. Like he had a very meager, like he just got it done type of season many, many times in the NFL, and it adds up. And I think I'm not saying Max. Him, no one can say that. Obviously, he's the goat. There'll never be another one, probably. But I don't know. I like the kid. I like his moxie. I like that he stood up to the Bill Belichick regime and said, "You know what? I don't want to play on a team like this." I think that's that's courageous. So I applaud it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I you can I can see him saying that, but I don't know. Maybe that's something just to get the O.C. situation sorted out, even if that is true, because obviously that's something they're very upset with. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a tricky situation there. You think uh, Bill
0: played the, oh, Josh will be back next year card, like he did before (laughs) or twice before? I
1: I think he will get someone familiar in there. There's been rumors about Bill O'Brien. There's been uh, rumors about Cliff Kingsbury who played for him. Uh, Yeah, I mean, obviously that's their big target in this offense, especially if there's someone that's angry about it, especially your quarterback.
0: So a couple of games that were hard to watch. Uh, Seattle and the Rams. Uh, Baker just wants a starting job somewhere. So he's 19-16, not a huge game. But the Seahawks squeak it out. Unfortunately, Coach realizes they get the 49ers next week uh, in their prime. And he literally said, unfortunately, we get the 49ers. Uh, not a lot of hope in Coach's voice there, but Seahawks win. And the Dolphins, at a, uh, they won 11-6. to Jets players are saying that they wasted this season because a lot of them feel like they were better than they are, and I think once they work out the quarterback situation, they'll be much better. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, I think they were in the hunt for winning their division. At one point, they were a game behind the Bills before it collapsed. Uh, Mike White came in, had his two good games, averaging 300 yards, got injured, and then Zach Wilson came back in, the inevitable, and played very poorly, got benched again, and then Joe Flacco started this game against Miami, couldn't get anything done there. So the Jets, it is a wasted season for them. Their defense has come on as a top-ten defense. or one of the best <laughs> pass rushers in the league when they're healthy. Their receivers, receiver core is one of the best in the leagues as far as young talent. Yep. Their running backs from Brees Hall was healthy, they were top five in, running, in rushing. So their team is great. Their quarterback's not. And I think their quarterback play 100% let them down this year. They were a playoff team until that debacle happened.
0: Same could be said about the Dolphins, right, Josh?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, this
1: is... If they both have good starting quarterbacks, obviously Tua led the league in a lot of statistics. If he was healthy, it's a different situation. Obviously, in this game, they won, as you said, squeaked out. The Rams, Seahawks, similar situation here with the backup quarterbacks in this game. But you look at the Jets without a quarterback, essentially. Zach Wilson, I'm not going to consider him as a high-end quarterback, (laughs) obviously, with the output that they've had. But I think they scored two touchdowns in the last five games on offense. So, obviously, poor situation there. Uh, There obviously needs to be a change there. They cut... Um, ties with Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator. Uh, they're saying that Mike LaFleur didn't want to be there because he didn't want to really attend to Zach Wilson and all of that situation. Do you blame him? And uh, the Jets also wanted to cut staff on offense across the board for the most part. So, yeah, I think, obviously, the biggest target there is
0: quarterback, and I think the biggest problem this year was quarterback as well. Yeah, and two, as you know, is not playing in this playoff game, which I think... That gives Miami zero chance uh, at to, to make it. We'll talk more in our next yeah, segment. Th- he has to wait longer because of the amount of concussions he's had this year.
1: So it's not just a one-week thing. Yeah. It's a several-week thing, and that's why he's been ruled out early. Kansas City
0: Chiefs got creative with their offensive huddle. Nobody got to see that clip. It's uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I got blown up on both social media and private people just hitting me up like, is this a pro football team? Like, What do we want? They were laughing. But it's a little rope-a-dope back there. But, they, hey, they get it done. 31-13. No surprise they beat Vegas. Uh, also no surprise, I think, with a lot of the Buccaneers not playing. 30-17 to Atlanta. The lowly Falcons are able to beat Tom Brady, who I just read said he adamantly did not want to be benched in this game, which is why he played any at all. But the coaching staff didn't want him in this game.
1: Yeah, and he was in a good spot to break his own record and for pass attempts in a season. And he did, right? And he did. Yeah. He came in and broke that record. That's and I think sad. they held the lead, but it wasn't impressive at all. Yeah. Like Leonard Fournette wasn't playing. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin weren't really doing anything, uh, as you said. Um, but obviously, there's an opportunity to break a record. He steps in. And it's not a give-me game. Like You don't want to no. just give away yeah. the win. Because obviously now they have a negative record, I believe, going into the playoffs. They don't care. Yeah, I'm saying there's a lot of things for Tom Brady's...
0: Uh, records yeah. and uh i think that puts in a lot of input on this game uh disappointing to know that the giants were more or less sitting players from the get-go um neither either way the eagles are able to pull it out 22-16 again no surprise carolina finds ways to win even with a, a very troubled darnold as their starting quarterback is it enough to save this coach's job potentially caleb i think he deserves the job regardless mm-hmm.
2: i think sam darnold clearly not a starter in the league right for three or four years at the jets and now two years here he's not good um I think Wilkes has locked this job up in my opinion. I think he should get it. He turned them into a, a winning team. I believe they they ended six and nine.
0: Yeah, or seven have, and eight. Didn't they se- have a chance to beat Brady ultimately to to determine yeah. the division? They were, I think
2: they were a game away from winning the division mm-hmm. until yeah. this game. Um yeah. Wilkes, I think he's the best option that they have. He knows the team. He's been there for a few years. They all play up towards him. Same situation with um what's his name? Pastasha is that his name? Yeah. For the Rich Raiders Pisasha. last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone yeah. played up. They went to the playoffs, so Similar situation. They didn't make the playoffs, obviously, this year, the Panthers. But I think that they should keep Steve Wilkes. I think that he's done enough, and they're high enough picking this draft to get a quarterback and get a free agent. There's a lot of free agent quarterbacks we could talk about in the future. But I think Steve Wilkes deserves this job, and I think he will keep it.
1: Yeah, and there's no other team trying to take them or take Steve away from this team. He's the only interviewee that he has is for the Carolina Panthers. And uh, the players have made it known that they really want Steve or not Steve Kime— Steve Wilkes to be their head coach. A lot of the players have said that over and over again over the last couple of weeks, and they said, well, hey, we have a guy right here that has been better than our past guys that we've been with the last couple of seasons, so they really want the guy, and uh, there's a big opportunity for him to take that over. As you said, I think he won seven games or whatnot towards the end of the year, so impressive output there. He's He was obviously a head coach, I think, with the Cardinals several years ago, so he has experience kind of like Lovey Smith and that hiring with the Texans. You just want a veteran. You don't want to have a new guy every single time because Frankly, the new guys coming out of colleges and other stuff that have
0: not been head coaches with NFL experience just Hasn't have not worked out yeah. in recent history. And, and dare I say they win 10-7 to 7 over the Saints. And, but let's talk about the ultimate boss move I've ever seen in the NFL, thinking about coaches that knew they're losing their job. Lovey Smith goes into the game with the Texans and Colts and does not give a rip and wins this thing, like desperately shows he can coach a win. They win 32-31, And it was amazing, but they lose their first overall pick. Boss move, Lovey. You knew you you, this was your last game, and you said, "You know what? We're gonna go out on top." Uh, I think I respect that. I respect Lovey Smith for doing that. He didn't care. It cost his team. I mean, that definitely cost your team. I mean, obviously, but you're you're coaching to win.
2: I understand the long game, but he wasn't in it for the long game. They didn't. And they paid him the four-year contract up front, I believe, after this game. So they fired him, like you said. But the Colts, it's in your division. You should lose this game through the Texans because you want the first overall pick. You gave it to the Bears. I believe it's the first time since like 1948 that they had a first overall pick. So much for tanking, right? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a middle finger to the organization. But <laughs> I think Lovey Smith deserves to, to coach somewhere else. He's a good yeah, enough coach, he's a good coach. Respectable defensive coordinator as well. So he's definitely going to have a job somewhere. Yeah, and I think, I mean, this was a great game from the Texans,
1: in my opinion. had big plays. they had clutch plays. Uh, you saw the Hail Mary at the end that won the game for him, essentially. Uh, the Colts, obviously, I think setting a pick four in this upcoming draft, speaking of draft picks, they're likely in a situation to get a quarterback. It's clear that Matt Ryan's just going to get paid, uh, I think, I don't remember what exactly the numbers, but they're going to pay him double-digit uh, millions of dollars and essentially cut him so that it does not double during the year as well as Nick Foles I mean he's we know who he is he's a yeah. backup in this yeah. league he might even retire with the situation and in his injury yeah. and uh, Sam El- Sam Ellinger we know is not the future in the games that he's played he's not had very good output or scores or anything I mean in this game they put up 31 but in terms of like the other game he got yeah. sacked like no 9 times put yeah. up 3 points just not good scores from him so obviously they're looking forward with a quarterback as well as the Texans potentially looking forward another quarterback at pick 2
2: yeah, another game we brushed over real quick was the Broncos-Chargers game. Mm-hmm. 31-28, Broncos win. Broncos beat a playoff team in their division. Seems like Nathaniel Hackett was the only
0: problem there. Yeah, I'm going to say Hackett's gone, and Mill Wilson throws up two great games. This one, he was 13-24 for 283, three touchdowns and an interception, and he beats That's- Herbert. Fantastic! He threw twenty four times at three hundred yards. Yeah, I mean, and then the game before, what well, he had two rushing
1: touchdowns, uh, one or two passing touchdowns. Like they were good games. It was a close game so, with the Chiefs, and then this game, obviously.
2: I we said this, or I, I think I said it, but the podcast said it early on that Russ looked like he just took the back seat. Yeah, he just let the coach coach, mm-hmm. which is not what they're paying him for. They want him to come be a leader, mm-hmm. but he kind of humble was humble, I guess you can call it that, sure. or lazy, whatever you want
0: to word it. That's I'm I'm interested in your perspective, Josh. Humble, lazy. Why did he? What was he doing? Because without this head coach, he has to. Maybe Russell. he just didn't like him. Well, he wanted him gone. Yeah. Okay. That could be but it. Then but why Russ, go there at all? Russ
2: clearly know? talented. These last two games, he still has it. He turned it on.
1: He still has it. Yeah. What and think? I think I mean. Russell Wilson, the reason he was a third-round pick, essentially, is he was supposed to be a system guy. And obviously, Pete Carroll runs a great system with the quarterbacks and the talent he's had through college and the NFL. But now you put him on a Nathaniel Hackett offense where he has to do what Nathaniel Hackett says or he has to go off his own script. And he's not really experienced at that as much so as he is as playing a system, which happened to be Pete Carroll's football. So I don't don't know. Going forward, if they get a guy like Sean Payton, who they have interviewed, or a guy who can actually run a great offense and really... Uh, perfect the offense around the quarterback, unlike Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe it'll be a lot better, like we have seen in the last two games. But I don't think Russell Wilson's fallen off. But in terms of the season, it was a very poor season from him and the team, obviously. I'm going to – this
2: is kind of a hot take. I think Frank Reich would be good there. I think the Colts are worse than we think they are. I think on paper they're very good. Okay. They have a great O-line. They have Jonathan Taylor. They have great <clears throat> defensive players. Okay. They have Leonard. They have all these guys. But I think that their team – Organization right now is just bad. I think that it looks better on paper than it is. I think Frank Reich's a fine coach. I think that that's someone that Russell Wilson needs, I think. Because even with the Colts having Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, whoever, Nick Foles, they're all kind of washed or too young to know. But it's been the same story throughout all of them. They haven't looked any different.
0: I mean, I think the play calling with Frank Reich, I was a big fan, as you know. I was not a Doug Peterson fan because I thought Reich was there, Schwartz was there, two veteran. Well, this is where Frank Reich proved he was a good coach, but Schwartz is a great defensive coordinator. We know that. He was a head coach for the Lions for years. I thought Peterson got too much credit, and when Frank left, they ultimately started to fall apart a little on offense. No surprise, they had quarterback injuries, too. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in Frank Reich I mean, yet. Frank, they also fired his OC before, the, right after they
2: fired him, right? Right before, but right he before. Should be so, the O.C. I know, but you know? I think, I don't know. I think Frank Reich's fine. I think he'd be perfect with someone like Russell Wilson just to run that system because he was a quarterback. Because it's
0: lazy. Because you got Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah, I think in terms of what you said with Frank Reich, I think yeah. the expectations
1: were always higher after seeing what he did his first few years. I believe yeah. they had double digit wins that first season. He was, I think, was he coach of the year? I don't remember, but he was in, definitely in consideration for that, and he, they were a top team with him entering that team. And obviously the team underperforms a ton. They're the highest paid offensive line group, and they did not perform like that at all. Uh, they have highly paid defenders that were injured or did not play good at all. Uh, just across the board in every single position was just underperforming, and that's w- really what they needed a guy to motivate this team and play up. Uh, Frank Reich maybe can't do that, but in terms of an overall head coach or a coordinator like that, I don't think he's bad. I just think they've massively underperformed with him, and obviously you see the hole missing on this team without mm-hmm. him as well yeah. uh, with a interim head coach, and it's it's much worse.
0: So the last game to talk about, Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Titans 20-16. to um, They needed to do this. This is ultimately the game that would decide who would go in. Uh, it was a good game. I mean, it was there for them to take. They didn't, uh, and then finally were able to win. I think this is certainly the coming of age for for our guy, Sunshine. He's he's emerging as a, as one of the NFL elite quarterbacks slowly but surely, as we thought he would. And does this really mean anything for the Titans in terms of their future?
2: Well, I think we talked about it in the past also, but Mike frable has been coaching this very mediocre. strung-together roster yeah. for the past three years. Yeah. He was the best team in the AFC, like it or not,
0: record-wise, last year. They were a playoff team the year before. Well, they they trade their best receiver. Yeah. They draft a quarterback under Tannehill, which always makes that a tough situation. They drafted a
2: high-upside athletic prospect
0: that with little to no experience. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's not working out. I I think this—I wouldn't worry about the Titans. They've been semi-rebuilding for three years now with Ryan (laughs) Tannehill kind of being— Hiding all that away from the public, I guess. But this is a great game for the Jaguars. It's prime time. It's at home. It's a divisional game, which is already hard enough, prime time and divisional. Yeah. Lawrence had the worst throw of his life, which everyone jokes him for as if that's normal. That's the worst throw he's ever made. Missed a wide open Zay Jones in the end zone. Still won. I think he's been playing. He's been a top 10 quarterback the past month or so. He's been lights out. Great statistically, great decision-maker, just all-around good. I think this is a great sign for Jacksonville Jaguars, especially going to the playoffs for the first time since Blake Bortles in 2015. So, a From great Urban sign. Meyer to
0: playoffs in one year.
2: Yeah, it's Doug Peterson, arguably coach of the year. There's a lot of candidates for that, but I think he deserves it. Yeah, to me, this speaks how good Mike
1: Vrabel is looking at this team. I mean, half their team is on IR, and all their stars are on IR as well, other than Derrick Henry. And a couple of guys yeah. around on the defense, yeah. but for the most part, a lot of the great players on every single position are out, injured, injured reserve. And uh, you see, Caleb said, "strung together team." They they have Derrick Henry. They have a free agent running back behind them, and they have two rookies behind them as well. The receiving core there's a rookie, Robert Woods coming off of injury, and then no one else. Tight end. I mean, they have flashes from uh, Chig Okonkwo, the rookie and uh, obviously Malik Willis did not work out, and they had to pick up Josh Dobbs from a practice squad to start for them, and they've been in the last two games against the Cowboys and the Jaguars, who are both playoff teams. I just think this speaks a lot about Mike Vrabel, and obviously, as you said, Doug Peterson coming in, another veteran pickup over a young guy from college or something like that, like Urban Meyer, uh, working out. So I think it just speaks a lot about the coaches. I don't think this was a fantastic game. I think it was arguably the worst game from Trevor Lawrence in the last eight to ten weeks sure. but uh, obviously Jaguars come through and uh, I just think it just speaks a lot about the coaches in this game
0: it's funny about this story the NFL tells with every game because we're talking about you know a great coach in Tennessee who needs to stay in place despite a season where you just mentioned all the things that went wrong and I agree versus a team like uh, Washington who needs to clean house from top to bottom or Caleb I think like you said stop being lazy and drafts into Alabama players and actually draft the people you need for your team uh and Dallas arguably had the worst game Dak Prescott's ever played in his life. So, you, you know, you can't always look at the score and look at the week and figure it out. I agree. I think I think he should stay in place. I think Jacksonville's done a great job getting momentum at the end of the season when they needed to. Uh, and I think it worked out. Now, here's what this week actually taught us, and here's what we've learned. Because the Dolphins won and the Patriots lost, uh, the Dolphins essentially knocked the Steelers out of their chance to have the playoffs, even though uh, Mike Tomlin got his 16th consecutive winning season. The Ravens lose to the Bengals, who they're going to play them again next week. Have no prayer without their starting quarterback. We learned that as well. Vikings didn't teach us much by beating Chicago, except they're still in. No seed was changed. In other words, even with Dallas losing, the Eagles and Vikings held. I think it's monumental for Dan Campbell and the boys. He was a calm guy coming out of the locker room. Beating Green Bay is a step forward for them. Anything to read into Aaron Rodgers not swapping jerseys at the end? He says, no, I think I need to keep this one. I mean, obviously, it's Aaron Rodgers. A lot of times, you can ask Tim next time he's
2: here. Is, yeah, let's get to Aaron him. Rodgers is very cryptic. <laughs> he kind of <laughs> leads Morse a little spread comes around. Yeah. I think him keeping his jersey means he's has to think about it. I don't think it means he's done, means he's retiring, means he's leaving. He just has to think about it, I think. He's going to take the offseason, think about it. He could go anywhere he wants, really. The Raiders. He said he loves Vegas. His buddy's there, Devontae Adams, if they don't shop him. There's plenty of places to go, like the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. The Panthers, I doubt it. but I mean, arguably, open. he
0: could go to the 49ers. He can go anywhere he because wants. Because we know Purdy's doing a great job, but he's not their starting quarterback, and no one's given him anointed him anything. He
2: can go anywhere he wants. Yeah, so him keeping his jersey to me just met. I got to think about it. This could be my last game here. Whether I'm retiring yeah. or moving on, I just, I just want to keep it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. So that leads us all up to this. The only other surpri- not surprise was Seattle was able to go in because the Lions were able to beat Green Bay in that game we were just mentioning so here's where we lie we have a matchup in the nfc where dallas as you mentioned is going to the buccaneers let's just unpack these let's talk about this road to the super bowl we've got a couple more weeks before this happens dallas is two and a half point favorites over the buccaneers they are in tampa as we mentioned who's your picks guys this is rough (laughs) for this week this week that game give me your pick josh you go first I love putting these boys on the spot. You should see their faces. <laughs> what game should I start with? We're
1: starting with the Bucks and Cowboys. Oh, t- for me, I think I think
2: the Buccaneers are going to win this game. Okay. I know. Yeah. I think Bucks will win as well. I don't think that Dallas' is secondary is strong enough to fight Mike Evans off because Mike Evans, other than the game, he didn't play much. They benched him for cramping or whatever he said it was this game, which just means they're benching him to bench him. Um I don't think that the secondary at Dallas has will stop him. I think they're going to have to have 12 personnel in there, have two tight ends blocking for Tom Brady to have a prayer if Michael Parsons is playing. Because Michael Parsons, he at a rolled ankle or something, I believe, and he has a cast on his hand too. So he's pretty banged up. If he's at full speed, it's going to be really close. Mm-hmm. But I think they already know that. They're going to double up some tight ends, help blocking, have a fullback in there or something. Maybe Rashad White. I think Tom Brady... <laughs> This is playoff, know, Tom it's Brady. Hard. It's hard, yeah. Playoff, Tom Brady. He's he's going to win at home. I just I, I gotta guy. pick the Bucks.
0: All week long, I've been telling everyone the Cowboys are going to get destroyed by the Buccaneers. Everyone thinks I'm insane that like, you're going against your Cowboys. Well, I'm a realist. You know, I try to go with what I think I know, not Vegas what I feel. Them. Well, a favor to win. The only way the Cowboys are going to win this game, and it'll be narrow if they can pull it off. Tom Brady either needs to leave the field injured, which I don't want anyone to get injured, or it just needs to be a miraculous game. I don't think the latter will happen. I think they put pressure on, on Brady enough to get it done. I'm going to trust the two and a half. I'm going with Dallas to win. I'll be the lone wolf here. All right. So that game uh, will happen late on Monday. It's, it's actually our latest game. Yeah, we have a Monday night playoff game. Let's talk about the other NFC matchup, and that is the New York Giants are visiting the Vikings. Vikings are three-point favorites. Who do we have here? I'm going to pick the Giants. Woo! Sorry. It's prime
2: time Kirk Cousins it's a curse uh, it's the curse has not failed yet in his lifetime. Okay. It's at home in Minnesota so there's a lot of upside there for the Vikings. I think that the, the Giants are just hot right now. They've won like 3 of the last 4, I think. They lost to the Eagles. Obviously they benched their starters. Saquon didn't play. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jones didn't play. And their all-star receivers that no one knows their names didn't play either. But um yeah, Giants will win this game. Well, oh, they just picked up James Washington, bro, so hey. <laughs> He will start for them immediately, probably. (laughs) Probably,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be taking the Minnesota Vikings. I think earlier in the year they did, in fact, lose to the uh, Giants, but um, I just think they're a better team. I think there's obviously not a lot of talent on this Giants team currently, although they are playing up. They are playing great. Um, I mean, they're leading receivers. They benched free agent guys who they just picked up, essentially, Isaiah Hodgins, Dan Bellinger, the rookie, uh, Richie James. Like, there's not a lot of talent on this offense. I know they do have... Uh, Andrew Thomas and Daniel Jones played pretty well, and Saquon's played pretty well, but I just think the Minnesota Vikings and their upside is much higher than that of the New York Giants, and I think this is just a much easier defense in comparison to the Minnesota Vikings, so I think a lot favors the Vikings in this matchup, obviously they are
0: favored, and um, I just don't think it's going to be a repeat of the Giants winning, so... Yeah, easy for me. I I think the Giants are not quite arrived as a football team. Their quarterback's still a liability. They have a great running back, but the rest of their team still needs to be proven. No receiving core. I think Minnesota at home takes advantage of that, gets it together, and wins the game. Um, And they cover. So final, I think we all agree on this. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this. Even their coach agrees Seattle doesn't have a chance against San Francisco. Ten-point favorites. The only question here, guys, because we all agree San Fran's winning, do they cover the ten points? Yes. No. No, okay. I'm going yes. I'm, I say they win by eighteen. You don't have it. to you don't have to remember that at all. It's just a number in my head. Yeah. The way this is gonna work out is whoever wins ultimately this wild card matchup with the Buccaneers will face the Eagles in the next round, no matter what. And then of course the other two teams advance. Now on the other side of the ball, uh the Chargers are currently one one and a half point favorites over Jacksonville. That's a very narrow margin for a game. Um I think Jacksonville's gonna smoke them. They already really? beat him. They already beat them this year.
2: I believe that was Trevor Lawrence's best game of the year. He he played like eighty something percent completion percentage, three three hundred yards, multiple touchdowns, no picks. Best game this is a coming out game, I think this year. The Chargers, they're banged up. They lost Mike Williams for the fifth time, five thousand time this year. They're banged up all around, like like we said, no O line. We talked about it all year. The Jaguars' pass rush has been one of the best the past month, so I think that this could be a very hard game for the Chargers to win. Is it in L.A.? Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville. In ja- oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm picking Jacksonville all day to upset. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to pick
1: Jacksonville as well. Uh, people like to compare Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert, but I think uh, we've seen Trevor Lawrence's upside this year, and I think it's larger than Justin Herbert's currently in this state and this season. Um And there's a lot of good news coming out for the Chargers and their veterans. Uh, They could come back after this game if they do happen to win, as in Rashawn Slater and other guys on defense. But um, this game, they're without them. They're without the the guys on defense as well. As you said, no Mike Williams. I just think the downside of the Chargers is not not appealing. They played very much so down in a lot of games. And I think the Jags upside... They didn't hit it last week. They played pretty poorly, but they did take, come out with a win against the Titans, So I think it's going to be a big game once again for them against the Chargers, who do let up a lot of big plays. So,
0: Yeah, I, my, I want the Chargers to do something, but I feel like they're not coached well, and they are they underachieve so much, but I love Justin Herbert, what he's been able to do as a young player. Statistically, he's been around a couple more years now, or at least one more year, right? Yeah. than And he's putting it on. Um Gosh, man! Yeah, no, Justin Herbert's fantastic.
1: It's just <clears throat> yeah. It, and when oh, yeah. you look at the two quarterbacks, who's more clutch? Who's a better winner? It's a hundred percent Trevor Lawrence. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I I love it. I'm going. I'm going to go Jax. Why not? I think they're they're the upset. They're they're at home in Duval. Duval's become a thing, man. I mean, am I wrong? The only problem with this is uh, it's going to be short lived because they immediately go to Kansas City in that bracket. All right, the middle bracket. We have we already talked about it. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this one, but. Baltimore goes back to Cincy. They should have just stayed in town. Uh, Don't have a starting quarterback. Joe Burrow is the most cocky quarterback I've ever seen in the league. Nine and a half should be easy for him, right or wrong? No, I agree. Obviously,
2: the Bengals will win this game. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about Lamar for like five seconds, if that's okay. I think Lamar Jackson obviously is a top, in my opinion, top five quarterback in the league. He's one of the best players that we've seen in a while. People think he's just a runner. He's a pocket passer. We saw him the first three weeks of the year. He averaged over 30 points when Rashad Bateman was healthy. He was literally the best quarterback in the league for three weeks. MVP talks the first month of the year. It's before Rashad Bateman had an injury again, and then eventually Lamar injured again. I think it's more to it. I don't think he's that injured. I think he's holding out. They should have paid him two years ago. That's his mindset. He's going to be a free agent after this year. So there's a lot to this more than just he has an injured PCL. So I think – Bengals win this game, clearly. I don't think Tyler Huntley... Is Tyler Huntley healthy to play? I think he's going to be playing, yeah. Okay, so he's going to be playing. They were on their third string last week, mm-hmm. so... Yep. Shout out to their coaching staff for getting it this far with their second and third string quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. but I think Lamar Jackson walks after this.
1: Yeah, to me, I think the Ravens are going to win this game. <laughs> oh. I think... I, the, the Bengals offense hasn't been mm. extremely hot recently the last especially last week when they played against third string obviously their defense has really stepped up and I think looking at their matchup I know the Bengals were in a big slump at the beginning of the year but they lost to the Ravens with Lamar Jackson in that game Lamar Jackson had under 200 passing yards and he had one passing touchdown so he didn't play extremely well it was a small score game but I think what really sustains the Bengals uh scoring a lot is the defensive turnovers and I just don't think they're going to have it in this game I John Harbaugh is a substantially better coach in my mind than Zach Taylor. I just think they're going to game manage. They're going to time possession it. I just think the Bengals rely a ton on large plays, and I just think John is going to be ready for this game for some reason. So I just think it's going to be a well-prepared game for the mm-hmm. Ravens, despite no Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, and Roquan Smith, they just extended five years. He's been getting double-digit tackles there for the past three weeks now, so I think they wanted to see him do that before they extended him, but he's been one of the best linebackers in the league mm-hmm. for the past two years, so Great player, I think. Like you said, that the Bengals they're going to be off the field too fast. I think that when Baltimore gets the ball, they're going to run the clock. J.K. Dobbins is one of the most efficient backs in the league, so I think it's closer than nine point five. I think. I think now that I'm thinking about it, but I still think the Bengals win Mm -hmm. just because they're a healthier offense. Yeah,
0: healthy starting quarterbacks matter. You know, you always if you look at any matchup and there's not a starting quarterback, it's usually a red flag for me, especially when you're playing Joe Burrow. Very talented offense. Again, I, I do think the Bengals are not as well coached, even though I think he's a fine young coach. And they're at home with a starting quarterback. I have to go that route. Uh, I'm not sure if they cover. Josh, I like that you're, you know, you're inside. I'll be curious to see if the Ravens are able to upset. This is the Sunday late game, eight fifteen Sunday Yeah, that's, that's just what I, I
1: think – if they run a well executed offense, the Ravens mm-hmm. that is, and they don't have turnovers, I think that they, they could do it. They, I think they should be somewhat favored in this game. And I mean, I think last week Brown close. had 300 passing yards. He ran pretty well. They didn't have Mark Andrews or J.K. Dobbins. They have both of them back this game. So I think it's not, I just think relying on such large plays doesn't always work as we see with the Chargers. Um, I just think with Huntley running an efficient offense, it,
0: it could be a very close game. All right, the last of the games to talk about in our wild card round is of course the Miami Dolphins going to the Bills. They're a thirteen point favorite. I don't think there's any challenge with Josh Allen that we're gonna go with Josh Allen winning against a third screen, third, excuse me, string Dolphin quarterback. But what do you think? I think there's four reasons the Bills
2: win. Okay. Well, probably five. All right. One at least. Yeah, two is not playing. That's a big factor. Two, it's in Buffalo. Okay. Three. Miami already beat Buffalo early in the year. Right. So they're not gonna it's not gonna happen again. I know right. they th- that Buffalo Lightning doesn't strike twice. Right. Right. And the cold. We see Miami, they have not played well at all. Right. Even without Tua, their entire team hasn't played well outside in of a cold couple of players yeah. in cold weather. Obviously Tariq Hill's been good every game. But I think Buffalo, thirteen points, I think they cover it. I think that it's it's gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be it's not it's gonna be fun to watch if you're a Buffalo fan, but not fun if you like good games.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills. I I like Skylar Thompson. I just don't think at this point in his career, what, three, four games in maybe, that he's going to be able to take down Josh Allen. Uh, The Bills know the stakes. They've been to this point every single time with Josh Allen the last couple of years, and they just want to get back to the Kansas City Chiefs. So I just think they're obviously with the output that the the Dolphins had last week with 11 points against a not better team than the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets. Mm I just think the, the Dolphins need a lot to happen. They need turnovers on defense. They need Tyreek Hill to have a massive game, and he's injured. I just think all that put together, obviously, is why you get the minus 13 line for the Bills.
2: So, Yeah, so now with the the Bengals' win last week against mm-hmm. Baltimore, they didn't have to do the coin flip for the AFC Championship if they get there um, with the Bills, obviously. But they could have that rematch next week if they both win, the Bills right. and the Bengals at Buffalo. So a rematch at Buffalo instead of at Cincinnati. So that will be a great game for – PR purposes, but a yeah. great game to watch football-wise as well. So that looks like the likely thing to happen, the Vegas odds, yeah. like Bengals versus Bills. So that'll be really fun to see how that
0: unfolds. And and we'll forecast more as we get past the wild card round. But you're right. It looks like Bengals, Bills on a crash course. We all agree, Josh, you said the Ravens could. That'd be great if they upset. Unfortunately, I think if the Ravens upset, the Bills are just going to trounce them.
1: But yeah. I just think there's been too much losing for the Ravens to not know how they should play this game.
0: If they win, do they get Lamar back the following week, or is he done done? I, it's it's uncertain. It's I think if he's healthy and he's holding out this game, they won't let him back next. How year. much desire does because he has cut off all talks with the team. In other words, short of let's let's unpack that just for a second, so our fans know. If he, the only way he stays is if they tag him, and then if he's tagged, he can be dealt. Correct. Yeah, and I mean, otherwise they, they can he extend walks. him, Obviously, they can. Ex- but he's he's not talking anymore. No, and he no. hasn't been talking to him. So he I is would, done
2: done. If they tag him. Obviously, it's a waste of money. If he holds out, he mm-hmm. can't move if he's tagged, unless they move him. Because right. fran- if he holds out, the franchise tag just moves to the next year. Correct. We he saw that with Le'Veon Bell, I right. believe, that happened He wastes a year of ago. his life if he yeah. doesn't play.
0: So it's yep. worthwhile to play. It's also worth, well, yeah, this is tough because there's literally nothing. He's completely unrestricted after this year, right? Yeah, after this year. But
2: That's he has shame. one more
0: year, or they can just tag him. Well, can he get a tender from somebody and just walk? He's still on one more year of his deal. Oh, he does have another year. So he's not unrestricted. mm Okay.
1: I mean, if you get the tender, that's why, that's how you trade him. But some, another
2: team can't outright do that. Yeah. They're going to have to sign him or tag him to trade him.
0: Right. Okay. But he cannot just walk, in other words, because of that. Okay. Well, it looks like we're on a crash course for the Bills and Bengals rematch, which puts anyone, ultimately, in my opinion, going to Kansas City at huge risk of losing which again means, more than likely, AFC Championship game will either be a Bill or Bengal Chiefs game, right? On the other side, I don't think we disagree. I know uh, you picked, Caleb, the Giants to upset the Vikings, but a uh, popular number say it's going to be Vikings and San Fran. And here's the thing. Like you said, they get their storyline in the AFC because the Bills are going to play the Bengals or the Bills are going to play the Chiefs. Story, story, story. They love it. I think the real story in the, in the NFC is going to be if the Bucks beat the Cowboys and go to the... Uh, Eagles to, to play. The Eagles are going to have the storyline that well this is their rise beating Stoic, Tom you know uh, Brady. Whereas if the Cowboys win, you get a great division rivalry to prove who's truly. So they got your storyline. Beyond that, I think the NFC is still up for grabs by every account. Would you agree? I think the 49ers have a pretty good grasp
2: on it at, at this moment. I think a cool story would be Dallas versus San Fran. But based off how Dallas has been playing the past month, I don't think that's going to be likely.
0: Yeah. And, and the, the reality is go back to what i said earlier about that stat dallas lost a game they won two dallas lost a game they won four so on if they go on a two or four game winning streak they need to be on the four game winning streak to pull it off not a two game winning streak so yeah i agree as far as the history of the nfl cowboys 49ers you know how many games in the past had gone through irvin or candlestick to get to the super bowl a lot so that's something good listen there's no way the nfl loses their storylines everywhere if the vikings go they haven't been since frantarking to the super bowl right um, and I mean, that's huge. So I mean, storylines are afoot. So yeah, anything can happen while we play the games, right? So one thing I just want to point our listeners to, there are two Saturday games starting in at the 430 slot and the 815 slot. So the NFL was tight lipped about getting these schedules out. They're out, they're official, they're no more to, uh, to be determined. So you got an even you got an afternoon and evening game, no early game Saturday, Sunday, full slate of games in the one o'clock, four o'clock and then the eight o'clock and then the lone wolf Dallas Cowboys Buccaneers primetime Monday night so make sure you tune in 3 days consecutively of NFL action in the wild card round so you don't want to miss a beat uh, make sure and you check it out and we will be back next week to discuss this wild card round and we'll preview the next round of action If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've set up our online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com where you can get your own Guys Without Helmet gear. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.